Hey there folks, it's Chris here from tipsforlawyers.com and welcome to the Tips for Lawyers podcast. I admit, I freely admit, I readily admit, and I confess that it has been a little while since I last published an episode of the podcast. There are a bunch of reasons for that, most of which you don't need to know. Uh, The reality is I've been taking stock of my content calendar, my editorial calendar, and just determining where I wanted to put my focus over the next little while. I'm happy to say that the podcast made the cut. I enjoy making these podcast episodes for you. I enjoy that they help me clarify my own thinking on certain topics. And it's been a bit of fun over the last little while. So I'm hoping to bring back a more consistent publication schedule. I make no promises of any kind, but I am delighted to have you with me today. So what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about humanity. And in particular, I wanted to speak on the value of human connection in your legal career. Because this study of law is a fairly, it's a limiting study. It has a tendency to isolate you from other people. And it really does take place in a vacuum. Because what the study of law encourages you to do, of course, is learn the law and then apply it to certain supposedly real but actually not real circumstances in ways that are designed to tease out your legal knowledge and your ability to analyze, assess and distill legal principles out of factual scenarios. And that all makes perfect sense. But It takes place in a vacuum because there are two unbelievably important but missing elements to the study of law as compared to the practice of law. The first is the element of commerce. The study of law, aside from the atrociously high fees that you're going to pay to your educational institution, does not involve considerations about commerce. It doesn't take into account your salary, your wages, your contribution to the firm, the amount of time something takes, or how much money it takes to actually keep the doors open on any given day. And to some extent that makes sense because you don't need to worry about those things yet. To the other hand though, and I know I said to some extent, but on the other hand it's it's a little bit non-real, it's a little bit too fictitious when you remove entirely the commercial element from practice. But the second, and I guess for today's purposes, more critical thing that's removed in your legal studies is the client, the subjective, emotional client. And I'm going to pair that with your colleagues as well. The human element has been removed as you study law. And partly, I think that is unintended. And even though you might study in group projects from time to time, the reality is you could go through your entire law degree with very little human connection. That is despite the fact, which I'm going to contend for today, that human connection is probably the single most valuable part and aspiration of your legal career. So where does it come up? I'm going to start with the obvious, which is it comes up with your clients. Human connection and your ability to deal with people in stressful situations or high stakes situations is an incredibly valuable tool 
the lawyer who can calm down an anxious client so that they can get sensible instructions, who can give good advice to someone who is perhaps upset or concerned or worried about a particular outcome, the lawyer who can emotionally deal with their client in an intelligent way is the lawyer who's ultimately going to have raving fans as clients. You could have the best knowledge of your area of law in the world, and you probably don't, but you could, and you could still be a functionally terrible lawyer if you cannot connect with your clients in a way that matters to them. I have seen this time and time again, that people who are expert have a tendency to believe their expertise gets them across the line, but they're unable to communicate with their clients well, sometimes because it is a very complex subject matter, but more often because they're unable to connect with their clients at the level their clients are at on a complex subject matter. They think that if they just explain it in their own words, their client should automatically understand, but it's not always that simple. And it also gets much more complicated if your client is highly stressed or in a particularly difficult situation of some kind. So your clients is human connection number one and probably the most obvious. The next, and I touched on it before, is your colleagues. Your ability to work as part of a team of professionals and administrative staff is really of paramount importance. If you make enemies with every single other person in your firm, it doesn't matter how good a lawyer you are. You're not going to last in that firm. It's simply not going to work. You need to be able to deal with people. And I'm not saying you need to be constantly saying yes to everyone and pleasant to everyone. I mean, I generally try and be fairly pleasant, but I'm not, I guess, saying you need to put on a facade or you need to walk around giving people donuts every day, but you need to treat people as humans, which is what they are. And you need to appreciate that people have strengths and weaknesses and that people bring all sorts of baggage, including yourself, to their practice. And that sometimes comes through in particularly stressful situations. People will get their backs up about some comment that wasn't intended to be offensive. People will become afraid when they've stuffed something up. People will become defensive if they feel like they're being attacked. These are the human elements and they all affect how you're going to succeed in practice. Because if you need work done urgently or you need someone to stay back past their contractually obligated time, then your ability to get that to happen is going to involve the level of trust and the level of team building you have engaged in. So even as a young lawyer, developing those relationships with your colleagues should be high on your priority list. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go to every single firm drinks and drink a three dozen rum and cokes. It just means that you need to be prepared to invest a bit of time in those relationships above and beyond the time you need to spend working on the legal component of your job. Of course, other than clients and other than colleagues, there are prospective clients, aren't there? Prospective clients are the people with whom you have yet to form a deep connection, but you would like the opportunity to do so. The ability to develop rapport, whether through digital means or personal means, doesn't really matter, is extremely valued in the law firms that you're going to find yourself working in. It's extremely valued because, of course, the people who can develop connections are more likely to be those who can become known, liked and trusted. And if you can do that, you can get clients. And if you can get clients, you are valuable. 
getting clients and keeping clients are two different things, but the person who gets the clients is an incredibly valuable part of any firm. The rainmaker, you probably have heard it called, if not by me, then by someone else. The person who has the ability to bring in clients is not necessarily the technical expert of their field. They might have a high degree of expertise. The fact is most lawyers do within a particular range. Um, Most lawyers have a degree of expertise. Most clients actually assume that most lawyers are similarly expert. I wonder if you knew that. So what is it then that drives the decision to hire lawyer A over lawyer B? It's the relationship component. It's the connection they have or they feel they could have with lawyer A over lawyer B. And how are you going to do that? You're going to practice developing, starting, maintaining connections with other people. And you can do that right easily, easily right now. You can go on LinkedIn and simply start trying to develop connections with other people who are there also trying to develop connections. LinkedIn is a good tool because it's less confrontational than face-to-face networking. It's fairly selective in the sense that you can choose whether or not to engage on something. And so you can really pick and choose. It is it is a huge opportunity for engagement. But don't be afraid to then do it in real life too. Introduce yourself to someone. Share a little bit about your personality and your human side. At the end of the day, telling someone you are a lawyer and what you do is really only the standard and polite opening discussion you're going to have. Hi, I'm Chris. Hi, Chris. What do you do? Ah, well, I'm a lawyer. Oh, really? Okay, well, I'm going to go over here now. Have a nice day. Um, It's not necessarily one of those situations where you only talk about law. In fact, most networking functions I go to, I spend very little time talking about law and much more time talking about the other person or about my family or my woodworking or my piano playing, or their piano playing, or their kids, or the school their kids go to, or the education system, or politics, whatever it might be. I know that some of those are supposed to be taboo subjects, but who cares? If they come up naturally, they come up. And sure, you might be a little bit guarded, but it's the giving and taking of incrementally increasing trust that is going to deepen the level of connection you have with someone. And so as you speak with them, you offer something. You offer a little piece of vulnerability. You offer a little piece of yourself. Perhaps you tell them your wife's name or your husband's name. Perhaps you disclose that you have a couple of kids. Maybe one of them was sick recently. Maybe you've been sick recently. Maybe there's something you struggled with. Maybe there's something you're very proud of them or yourself or someone else for. These are the kinds of things that create tendrils of connection. They create tendrils of human likability because people respond to them at an emotional level, and it is emotions which drive the buying decision when it comes to selecting a lawyer, not just expertise. Of course, you must be an expert in your field, but if you are an expert in your field who I hate, I will not hire you. I will hire someone else that I don't hate. So, those are three fairly connected elements of the value of human connection, but you can get the point very easily. Practice human connection read about it, read about emotional intelligence, read about how to connect with people. If it's an area you struggle with, or if you think you ought not be doing it, then I encourage you to reconsider that point of view. And I encourage you to be diligent in your efforts, not contrived, but natural.
be generally appreciative and authentic in your dealings with people and you will find that they will reciprocate and you will gradually get used to being comfortable in your own skin and being prepared to be authentically yourself and building those connections along the way. That is a valuable tool for practice. I encourage you to take it up and that is all I wanted to say for today. Head over to tipsforlawyers.com slash iTunes if you would and leave a review, leave a ranking, say something nice. I always appreciate it. It is delightful to be back with you and I'll see you again soon.